0: Hey folks, Celica here, creator and host of The Color Girl Beautiful. If you're tuning in for the first time, thanks for coming through. We're currently between seasons and we'll be back with brand new content later this fall. But not to worry, there's plenty of content for you to check out in the meantime. Obviously, the episode you're about to listen to right now is amazing, and we believe the entire back catalog is worth your time. But if you're looking for a place to start, I recommend episode one, which is an introduction to the show's genesis. Or episode four, which just happens to be one of my favorites. After that, the sky's the limit. I hope you stick around, and I'm super excited for you to hear season two. Anywho, happy listening, and see you around.
1: So my friend texted me the other day, uh-huh. middle of the day. She's like, guess what? And I was like, what? And then she just sent me this picture. Ah! <laughs> oh, what a love. I love that. Does it- it's a little Look at, sonogram. A little
0: nugget in there. Looks like
1: he's, like, reclining in her stomach. It, just chill. Yes. Just,
0: I'm the most comfortable ever. Like, I'm living my best life right now in my mother's womb. Will...
1: Hanging out. How how many weeks? Uh, I didn't even ask. Because I immediately oh. went into, Is it like... Is an
0: ultrasound? Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. Somewhere. It
1: should be. Oh. First trimester. Oh, my God. You know how to
0: read ultrasound?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: I do, I'm a doctor, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't know? I didn't even...
0: They ain't tell you. It's up there. It's right up in the corner oh right there. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, first, yeah, first trimester. trimester.
1: Yeah. It's their first baby. Aww. They're doing it. It's crazy. So sweet.
0: Yeah. I feel like I am. Hey, Azalea. It's still a Celica, and this is The Colored Go Beautiful, a heartfelt letter from one generation of Black women Considering motherhood to another. I feel like I have legitimately seen baby stuff everywhere. Mm. Every. I don't know what it is. All my friends are pregnant. All my friends are pregnant too. All of my friends are pregnant. Also, just seeing all of the little tiny babies and their little feet and hands is like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They're so small. They're so small. It doesn't small. even make any sense. And like, fat. how come the? How is it even possible? <laughs> they're so tiny and cute and fat all at the same time. <laughs> So, there's definitely baby dust in the air, and everyone I know is having children, and it's definitely made me think a lot about what I want my future to look like. So, as is custom these days, I sat down with my producer, Nicole, to debrief.
1: Does it make you—here we go. This is the question. Does it make you want to have a baby?
0: It does make me want to have a baby. Does it?
1: Really? Why? Well, have you always wanted to be a mother? Is it just happening now?
0: I have literally always wanted to be a mother. Since I was very small, I've wanted four children. That won't be happening. Four? (laughs) Yes, but I wanted four children, two boys and two girls. I wanted boy, girl, boy, girl, like boy being the oldest. And because I wanted the older brother to take care of his... (laughs) younger siblings, I had very rigid views of what girls and boys do. (laughs) It's evolved since then, I'm sure. It's evolved since then, but... um, But yeah, I've I've always wanted to be a mom. And, you know, particularly for me, because I um, had fibroid tumors, very large, like, Mm. intense fibroid tumors, (laughs) to the point where my doctors described my uterus as being the same size as a woman who was 5 months pregnant. What? Yeah, ridiculous, but I mean like very large, so it's I had a surgery to have them removed mm. last fall. And um you know, I got a lot of warnings about you know, if you want to have kids, it is very um There's a really good chance that your fibro tumors, because they were so extensive, that they will return. Wow. And so, like, the sooner the better.
1: So there's, like, the... I mean, it is is an actual biological clock. Yeah. But yours feels like it's ticking even faster Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. this diagnosis. So I
0: have not reached what they call advanced maternal age, which is 35 or over. Um, so I'm not there yet, but I'm not too far away. Mm. <laughs> and um, you know, on top of that I know I have this, you know, thing apparently that happens inside of my uterus or that has happened. I mean it's it's not guaranteed that my um my tumors will return, but they very well could. Mm-hmm. And um if they do that could make pregnancy very difficult or impeded entirely, depending on where they are. Um You know, so for me, it it feels like it's very, this very um, pressing thing. And I kind of feel like, you know, maybe it's something to consider sooner rather than later when it will, for several reasons, be much harder for me. Yeah. Okay. So
1: you think about being a mom, you think you want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. What is the holdup? Well
0: <laughs> it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal i i It is something that I take seriously, so it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of emotional fortitude i I think that those are all things that matter. I feel like those are all things that I'm able to do. Like I think I could do it, but also like can I do it?
1: Mm, hmm
0: Now, Azalea, I know that you were very confident about wanting to have children. And you even felt like it was actually responsibility for black women. And you describe it as this beautiful, wonderful thing that we should all want to do, and while I do want to I just I have my reservations. What's the answer that you want
1: to hear? What do you want someone to tell you about it?
0: I, well, what I want is someone to like spell it out for me. Like, yep, I know that it's possible, but I want step-by-step instructions mm-hmm. with indexes and page references. And <laughs> <laughs> please see section a one. <laughs> three, four. Very reasonable. Yeah, that's that's not a lot to ask. Yeah, you deserve that (laughs) and you deserve it. You're a queen. (laughs) That's, that's my primary concern. Okay.
1: So that's what we're looking for.
0: So if someone could just, you know, lay it out for me step by step in all aspects of motherhood Mm -hmm. and raising a child, that would be great and I can move forward confidently. There we go. Boom. (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) I love that. That is a, Phenomenal way,
0: but that's that's the person that I am. I w- I want to know all the things mm-hmm. before I jump in. Uh, I- I've been looking for a some additional storage for my computer for a while. For probably I'm gonna say like the last three months.
1: And what's your process for looking up these hard drives?
0: What, what's the best in terms of functionality? What is the most cost efficient? What feature you know, do I need to pay attention to? Or just know, what scar, does it matter for my purposes? specifically? I want to know like performance speeds, or, um, the data, like, is that the right time? Okay, now I've got, you know, How long two terabytes of storage. To transfer two I'm terabytes. All of onto these heart things heartache. at probably any given moment.
1: Okay, got it. Amazing. <laughs> I know what all those words mean, and I'm with you. Me right? too. Okay. How has that been working for you in your life?
0: In my life in general, it serves me well. Mm, How so? um, I'm a great employee. I've been a phenomenal student. Mm -hmm. You know, in most areas that matter, this has done nothing but make me better. Mm -hmm. So I talked with Nicole about how, for me, researching is a big part of the way I make decisions. But making this particular decision is a little bit different what
1: is your process to making the decision to birth a human?
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. (laughs) I do not have, as you might be able to imagine, the same set of resources available. (laughs) (laughs) There are not a zillion YouTube reviews on how to grow a child or raise a child <laughs> I mean there are a lot of mommy blogs mm-hmm. there's, there's a there, so I've been on my fair share of YouTube rabbit holes when it comes to parenting stuff but that you know there's no way for me to say there's no way for me to determine how to parent a child that I give birth to mm-hmm. like personality differences alone it's just like I, I can't plan for that. I can't. I cannot solve for that ahead of time. Right. Which is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So you do your research thing. Yeah. You're on YouTube. You're watching the mommy blogs. Yeah. You're not getting what you need. Mm-hmm. So what's the next? Who, who, what do you do?
0: So the next thing is to go to someone who has experience with this. Mm-hmm. And I have lots of friends who are mothers. So I asked my friend Jasmine about what this looks like for her. I think we have a listener.
2: So you hear pita patter little feet, right? My feet isn't
1: little. So you recorded this at her house, is that
0: right? Yes, we recorded at Jasmine's house. Okay,
1: like live on the scene. Yes. From the home of a mother. Man on the
0: street. <laughs>
2: Just watch Disney Plus. Go ahead and watch something downstairs, ma'am. Downstairs, thank you.
0: So it was a little bit of an, an adventure, it mm. something new. I okay. got.
2: She had to try it. Just, <laughs> just one try. <laughs> I love it. Thanks.
0: So if there is one thing that I know for absolute certain about Jasmine is that she loves being a mother. So I figured Jasmine would be the perfect person to talk this through with me. And so, of course, I asked her about your writing. I want to read you a quote from the book, The Colored Girl Beautiful. It says, to assume the position of colored motherhood is the greatest privilege and responsibility that can come to any woman in this age. Is that something you agree with?
2: I agree with
0: it for me. I do not agree that it's universal. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. So you feel a sense of responsibility and privilege? I do.
2: However, I know that is kind of built into my chemical DNA. And I don't think that everybody's chemical DNA is built like mine. So... Sometimes motherhood is not a privilege, it's a burden. Mm. And I can see how it can be a burden if your mind frame isn't where my mind frame is, Mm -hmm. to speak. I don't want to say it's right or wrong, but if your mind ain't right, (laughs) privilege is the furthest thing that motherhood could feel like. I consider it a privilege to watch motherhood generationally, so... So my grandmother lives two and a half miles from me. My mama lives a mile from me. My daughter lives in the other room. And I got a baby in my stomach. And I feel privileged to be able to, like, see versions of myself or be connected to people who've had different life experiences because that's her mother, and she's my mother, and I'm their mother. So... And it's a privilege to be able to converse with them and talk to them and see their perspective and um, see how your perspective differs and see how it evolved. And, um, you know, that's a privilege if you're aware of it.
0: Now, this is definitely a perspective that I hadn't considered. And it is lovely. You know, the way that Jasmine describes it, especially living in such close proximity to Her mother and her grandmother and to have her children with her and, you know, for them all to be daughters, um, that's a really beautiful thing. And I think I'm just a little bit in awe of what that must be like.
1: My dad always has for people, and he always asks them, "What do you want to teach a kid?" And he said that stumps them every time. Yeah. Do you know what you want to teach a kid already? Oh my god!
0: How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs>
1: even beyond the like cutesy things, I think, or or, or even just like the basic
0: human survival. Oh, I thing. mean, like none of these things are cutesy for me. Like Ooh, I don't, I don't even know. It? I can't even think of like the cutesy stuff. Like, oh, we're you know, like it would be precious to like see a little baby. I mean, I like I can think of those things but when I think of what I want, mm-hmm. what I want to teach a child I, I feel like it's all of the big things that I've learned in life that I wish I had known mm. much earlier than than when these thoughts came to me that I, that I wish someone had shared with me or at the very least instilled in me um, from what's, a young age
1: What's like one of the top ones?
0: One of the top ones is um, to create space for people. What does that mean? So this is something that's really important to me in all of my relationships. Um, So whether it's, you know, like a romantic partner or a friend or someone that I consider family, I want to allow enough space for that person to be fully who they are, even when that's different from who I am. Mm. That's not to say that I need to be different. That's that's a whole that's that's not something that I want to do, um, but I want the people in my life to feel like um, that they are fully heard and seen. Um, I, I think that's an important part of um, growth for people. I think that we are able to grow, we're able to be better, we're able to see past ourselves when we have space to do that.
1: You know, I think um, Jasmine has done a little bit of that with Ava.
0: She has. She definitely has. Um, I I do want to say it's not just important for me to create space for other people but to create space for myself as well. And that's something I think Jasmine does so very well with her daughter. And I, I you know, I know Jasmine personally and I am around her and her daughter and I see how they interact and her little girl will be eight soon and I can just see how she places value on her own opinion. Mm -hmm. Even if it's about LOL dolls and (laughs) Play-Doh, you know, she understands that, you know, the things that are important to her, they matter. Yeah. Even if only to her, that matters. One of the things I admire about the way Jasmine parents her daughter is, the importance that Jasmine places on her daughter's own sense of who she is. I want her to learn how to move throughout this life
2: as herself. And, um, you know, I gotta learn how to stay out the way because as parents, you be like, no, do this. No, go here. No, don't go there. But I also allow her to have a voice
0: Jasmine's been very diligent about what she wants to teach her daughter. And I think that's so important. A good example is she hates when I say stubborn.
2: Ooh, child. If I say, look, come on, let's let's get it going. Brush your teeth. Let's get out of here. And she's like moving like, you know, molasses. Like, come on, girl, we got to go. And I'm like, you being stubborn. No. Don't call me stubborn. And then I had to think about it like I'm the first person she's going to have to bounce stuff off of. If she can tell me no, she should be able to tell anybody in the street no because I feed and clothe her and I, that's what I want. So I think those are my responsibilities. To, but it's, it's so unconscious unless you make it conscious, unless you're like, all right, so what word you, would you like me to use? And this is seven forty. We got to go out the damn house, but I still have to be conscious in that moment to be like, "What word do you want me to use?" And she'll say something like, "We just—you could just tell me we have to leave Ava, and we have ten minutes." And I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> She's right.
0: I—I <laughs> I love that. That's something that. It's important to you. And, you know, knowing Ava, I know that she is exactly that person. <laughs> but I think it's so I think it's such an important thing that we as people don't, you know, maybe don't think enough about um, to to give your your child a, a choice or, you know, some such a sense of agency, this feeling that she can express what she's feeling say those things out loud, articulate them. Mm -hmm. And I I just think that's so important. That's a a wonderful skill that not enough of us have. Like even as adults, I don't think we have enough of that. So it's a beautiful thing that you're teaching that to her at such a young age.
1: You know, you you have to give them space to figure out who they are, even if it's not you know, who you want them to be, or even if it makes you have to slow down in your day. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's really powerful.
0: Yeah. I, I think what sort of the message I often got growing up was, is you can be what I allow you to be, Mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to say that my parents didn't care deeply for me. I know that they did, but they're... I think primary goal was compliance yeah yes black parents yes black parents (laughs) and they did a good job with that (laughs) because I most certainly did comply Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and put a smile on my face when I did it and I put
0: a smile on my face girl fix your face (laughs) miss (laughs) a really lovely conversation with Jasmine. But I still didn't quite get the answers I was looking for. And that's not because Jasmine didn't have any words of advice. It's just because there are no answers.
1: Did you get enough information from your conversation with Jasmine to make a decision?
0: (sighs) No. (laughs) I didn't. And I think, you know, what I learned, bottom line... Is that I'm not going to get this answer. <laughs> I cannot get this ahead of time. Like, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, I'm just going to have to do it and, you know, figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. Which is so scary. Because <laughs> that, that's not something I'm used to. That's not how I live my life. That's not how I make any decision is to just, you know, like, all right, well, we're going to jump in and see what happens over the next 18 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the rest of your life, really. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, definitely. Now, despite all of my fretting, Jasmine gave some really encouraging words that I want to make absolute certain that I share. But I am still trying to let them sink in. If you hear this and you have
2: doubt in yourself... But you have, like, the smallest bit of faith in what you can do in your motherhood or if you should be a mother or, you know, whatever. Lean on that because it can grow and sprout into something that you can have never ever imagined if you wouldn't have, you know, let that faith blossom into a reality. Oftentimes we so set back on what reality is putting in front of us. Oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, this person left me behind. Oh, you know, I'm going to be by myself. But if you allow those things to be just what they are and still choose motherhood and still choose to be the best version of yourself, I believe with all of me that you could produce and will produce A very loving, kind human being that is walking this earth. And don't let nobody tell you differently.
0: Boom. That's it. (music) Azalea, I'm really grateful that I have people in my life that I can ask these questions even when those questions lead to more questions. And after having this conversation, I'm realizing that a lot of my concern is about who takes care of you when you're taking care of someone else. We'll talk more about that in the next episode. Thank you, as always, for listening, Azalea. And for giving me something to think about. The Colored Girl Beautiful was created and is hosted by me, Acelica Smith. This episode was produced and edited by Nicole Hill and Estelica Smith. Music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Azalea is that one family member that has all the old school remedies for any ailment you can think of. We'll be back with new episodes on December 10th. Season one of The Colored Girl Beautiful is almost over. There's only two more episodes for the regular season. But don't worry, we'll be in your feed on occasion with bonus content as often as we're able. Bonus content will include cut conversations that we weren't able to fit into the show, expert interviews, possibly a couple of field trips, and hopefully your voice. Yes, you. Send us your reactions to the show. We want to know what you think and we're always looking for feedback. So you can email us a voice message, DM us on Twitter or IG. Just send over your thoughts, feelings, questions about any episode from the season. We can't wait to hear from you. For everything you've ever wanted to know about the podcast, visit us at coloredgirlbeautiful.com. Our website is a one-stop shop for subscribing to our newsletter, following us on social media, and staying in touch. If you like what you hear, share this episode in your podcast app with two friends. That's by far our favorite way for you to show your support. And if you have a moment, give the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Links to both are in the show notes. The Colored Girl Beautiful is produced with support from PRX and the Google Podcast Creators Program. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. is a, a really unique way that i i don't i don't hear a lot of parents talk about um i i don't I don't know that a lot of parents prioritize
1: what no one did that?
0: anything it just did't it just happened itself. I'm so glad something I something released in this. Yeah. I'm so glad that I just um bought these new they know. It's it sensed yeah. that something newer yeah. and better was coming yeah. and he's just like This you is know the what? little
1: toaster oven that could you remember that you remember the cartoon?
0: <gasps> yes, the, the toaster. What was his name? Um I don't know, but he went, like, all across the world. Oh my he took, like, a road trip. With a vacuum cleaner. With a vacuum cleaner. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. I was I like, we cannot th- just throw yeah. appliances no, away. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not right. You can't just. It's,
1: what about it's their awful. feelings? What about everything that they ever wanted? <laughs> After I watched Toy Story, I was the so lamp. good to my toys. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. The lamp. Mm, uh. Girl. Oh. That's what's happening. Sorry. We didn't learn the lesson, though. You're getting thrown
0: out. This is, this is it.